this is Peredir, and I'm playing Arkham Horror the Card Game. And I'm recording this after yesterday recording the um, uh, game that I played solo with an Ashkan Beat Chaos deck. Now, if you have some reason of listening to this recording before you've read listened to the other one uh, and you care about spoilers, um, stop listening to this one now and listen to the other one. Um, otherwise, uh, keep listening, because what I'm going to do is, I I was thinking after playing the last game that it was a little bit, uh, all the, the, the cards and, 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 and uh, metaphorical dice were stacked against me, I think, and although I didn't play as well as I could have, I think I got really crushed um, by uh, the Mythos, and so I thought there seemed like a decent deck hidden underneath the kind of rubbish that I drew last game in this Chaos deck, in this randomly uh, generated deck. So I'm going to give it another go. So this is a second go-through through the Pit of Despair scenario for Innsmouth Conspiracy. Afghan Pete is with the uh, same deck as I've played in the last one. So let's just see how this one goes. Am I going to play differently? I think I might try to um, uh, advance earlier than I did last time. So I'm going to try and get a clue a turn, at least for the first three turns. And then advance and just hope that I don't get swapped by enemies at that point. The the catch is that I need to have something in play to deal with the monster that appears. Um, because at two strength, uh, Pete is not going to be able to do much against it. However, Duke can. So, we're going to just uh, go for it. Okay, so we've got this, uh, the card set up. So we've got the... Um, Unfamiliar ch uh, chamber is the central location, and I'm at that. It's got one clue and one key on it, and there is a uh, there are three identical-looking, unrevealed tidal tunnels in play. One to the left, one to the right, and one below. Last game, uh, the the locations were not good for me. They had high shrouds, and it was a bit miserable. So let's see what happens this time. I'm drawing my opening hand. We have improvised weapon, another improvised weapon. Tempt Fate, uh, Cunning Distraction, and that's Weakness, and Moonstone. All right. Now, most of those are pretty... Un... All right. I don't know if I want Moonstone, but I could have it in my opening hand and discard it with uh, Pete's ability to, to put it into play. So that would give me extra health. I am actually will, will keep Moonstone. I'm going to keep one of the improvised weapons so that it can go into my discard pile at some point, and I can replay it. Improvised weapon is, is a good card for double usage, for fighting, if I need to. I'll ditch the other uh, improvised weapon. I will ditch Cunning Distraction. It costs five uh, to automatically evade all enemies. It is probably useful if I draw it when I've got lots of money, but it's no good at the beginning. Now, Tempt Fate is this new event It's that uh, it came in the uh, core set. Um, it costs zero, and it's a fast event, and it has three, uh, both cur Curse and Bless tokens of the Curse bag. Now, I'm tempted to keep it so that I can put some Bless into the bag, but it also puts Curse into the bag, and I had such bad luck with the, um, with the, with the Chaos bag last time that I don't think I want to tempt fate. Ha 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 ha. That's why they called it that. All right, so I'm going to ditch that as well. So we're keeping one improvised weapon in Moonstone, and we're drawing three more. We have Mysterious Raven, Unexpected Courage, and a Derringer. Okay, that's a pretty decent opening hand. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to um, probably start by investigating with Duke. Then we're going to play the Derringer, and then we might 
discard Moonstone and play it and then ready Duke to then uh, what should we call it? A move to an adjacent location and investigate. That's the ideal turn. Um, it does require a little bit of luck in this three shard location then. Alright, so we shuffle the deck. We're ready to go. Okay. First, we're just going to investigate with my doggy. So go on, boy. Pete, this is an alternate reality. Uh, Ashkan Pete in the, in the first reality uh, got swamped by horrible monsters and died uh, with no ammo in his gun and no dog by his side. We're back. We've rewound time. We're back in the reality where Pete has woken up in this horrible underground soggy lair which he, he with no memory of what happened and so we've got seven doom threshold for the agenda and I need to gather three clues. First action Duke is going to investigate. We're going to exhaust Duke. I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay where I am to try and get this key. Um, I don't think I'm going to check anything to this. I could check unexpected courage but um, we're early on so let's risk it. So we're going to go four on three. Well, I've drawn the tablet, which uh, shows how we mean to go on. Um, if I'd committed the unexpected courage, it would have succeeded. So um, remind me next time to commit that. So that's a fail. Now, Duke is exhausted, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the um, fast uh, uh, action on Ashkan Pete to discard a card from hand to ready an asset. So I'm going to discard Moonstone to ready Duke. And then Moonstone has the text... After you discard Moonstone from your hand, pl play it, paying its cost. So it costs me three. So immediately play it. It's an accessory. The art is really nice. It looks kind of like the Arkham Stone from the, from the Hobbit, but it's, it is dually uh, stone. It's a relic from the Dreamlands, which I've found uh, glowing underneath the surface of the, the murky water here. And all it does, it gives me plus one will and plus one agility, which is really good. Um, there's quite a few will tests in this um, scenario. So my will is five now, and my agility is four. That should give me a pretty good buffer against um, most of the mythos, he said, knowing that he would keep drawing the tablet until the world ends. All right, that's my second action. No, it's not. That's, that was just fast action, wasn't it? So I'm going to just try again. This is really great if you get it free. Okay, so I'm... Uh, using Duke again, because he's ready again, so now he's exhausted again. We're now going to check Unexpected Courage. So that puts me uh, six on three. That's a zero. Well, there you go. So it's a zero. I get the clue, and I get, because there are no clues left on the location, I get to take this key, and this is the red key. There are um, several keys in this scenario, and I've got the red one, and that's probably useful in, in, in the future. All right, I've got one action left. I could play the Derringer. I've got two actions. I've got two resources. But because uh, I was going to, as I said at the beginning, try and move uh, with Duke a second time, but that wasn't worth it. So let's play the Derringer in case something nasty comes. So we're out of resources. We've got three ammo on the little gun. And that's the turn. So ready and draw. And we're drawing Keep Faith which is the event that costs two and is fast and puts four blesses into the bag. And it, I can't play it now, but in a couple of turns, I might play it. We'll see. It'd be nice to have some blessings in the bag early. All right. That was the first turn. Not too bad. We're going to put a doom on the agenda and we're going to draw. It's a lurking deep one. All right. So this is a... Uh, I'm, I'm, 
Pete, as he as he picks up the moonstone, its glow illuminates a horrible, um, slimy, uh, tentacled or octopoid uh, humanoid monster in front of him. So, lurking deep one, two strength, four agility, two health. He engages me. I take a damage. I'm going to put it on myself. Um, I then am going to have to deal with this. So I'm I'm glad I played the Derringer. I've got four, uh, four agility versus his four agility. I've got nothing in my hand that helps with evading. So I've got uh, various choices. I could attack with Duke, four on two, and uh, it would kill him if I succeed. I could shoot the Derringer, four on two, and it would kill him. So the most... But if I if I kill him with the Derringer, then um, I can use Duke to, to investigate. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, use the Derringer... Spend one ammo, it says spend one ammo fight, you get plus two strength and deal plus one damage. So I'm four on two. That's a zero. It's a dead. Lurking deep one. All right. Second action, we're going to exhaust Duke to use his investigate ability. So I investigate with a base skill of four, but I can move to a connecting location before I investigate. So I'm going to move down south. The tidal tunnel reveals itself to be a tidal pool. Tidal pool comes into play with a single clue on it. It's got shroud three, but it says it's got plus plus one shroud while it's uh, partially flooded, and plus two shroud while it's fully flooded. Well, it's not flooded at all at the moment. It's bone dry, um, and it comes into play with a face-down key on it. So we want to probably succeed here but i don't really want to commit i've got i've got a, a mysterious raven in hand which has a single intellect icon but i think we'll risk it it's not the end of the world if i fail this um so this is the second action investigate that's a cultist which i think is a fail um if you fail and the location is flooded take a damage well it's not flooded um i can't really do much else but so let's imagine what the next turn is going to be next turn is probably going to be investigate here and then move uh, and then otherwise probably move again if I succeed um, so I'm going to take this opportunity to draw a card for my third action uh, it's dark prophecy dark prophecy is an event which allows me to draw multiple tokens when I uh, take a single test. It didn't go well last time, so we'll see. The problem with Dark Prophecy in this scenario is that there are so many symbol tokens that are terrible in the bag that uh, it's very likely to be worse than just drawing one. So uh, that may well just get committed as an intellect or agility icon. Okay. End of turn, I ready Duke, I draw a card, and it's my basic weakness, the accursed follower. Um, Pete hears some mysterious chanting from down the uh, down the tube under the ground so this has to go in the location furthest from you so i'm going to put it on the top left location it's aloof now i forgot last time to do this so um what happens is at the end of every enemy phase we have to put a curse token into the bag now curse tokens are not great so i'm just going to put a pile and pile of them on top of the cursed follower so that my eye will be drawn to it and reminded to do it nothing happens now because it's the um Upkeep phase, I get a resource. Jingle jangle go the tokens. Okay, next turn we're putting a uh, Doom the Agenda and we're drawing a Mythos card. 
Oh, jeez. Okay, so it's the Deep One Assault. Um, it, there are no Deep Ones in play, because I killed it. So, uh, search the Encounter deck and discard a pile for a Deep One. Spawn is engaged with you and shuffle the Encounter deck. <sighs> Alright. So, the the least difficult Deep One to kill is the Lurking Deep One that I just killed. So I could take that from the Encounter pile, the Encounter discard pile. The alternative is to take one of the other ones, which is easier to evade. I think I will just take it and try and, uh, and kill it. It does, however, do another damage. I'm going to put that damage on Duke. Not that I'm very happy about that. Um, okay. Well, my turn is going to be kind of similar again, right? Um, now, I have an improvised weapon in, in my hand. Uh, this is an event that costs one, and I can discard it to reduce the fight value of this deep one to one. <sighs> then I'd be fighting at base two on one. Or I could use my Derringer, which would put me four on two. Um, I would like to keep the Derringer for future use, but I think I can risk one bullet from it. So let's spend one bullet from the Derringer on the Lurking Deep One, shooting four on two for my first action. That's a minus one, so it's a dead Lurking Deep One. He rose again, like in a horror film, thinking I thought I'd killed him, so I had to kill him again. There's one bullet left in the Derringer. I've got two actions left. For second action, I'm going to try and investigate the tidal pool. Um, I am not going to commit, so we're exhausting Pete. Exhausting Pete. Exhausting Duke. Duke is going to sniff around in the tidal pool. Four on three. Plus one. All right. So that's a success. I gain the clue. That's my second clue. And I gain the face-down key, and it is the purple key. So there's only one face-down key in principle in the, in the game, although it's not in play yet, which is the yellow key. And then there's also the green and blue key, which are not face down. Okay, I've got one action left. Um, I'm going to move. So I'm going to move it back into the unfamiliar chamber, which is in the center. So now I've cleared the that location and the southern location, but the western and eastern locations, which are unrevealed and uh, either side of me. And there's an accursed follower in the leftmost location. So in the enemy phase, he doesn't move or do anything, but he adds a curse token to the chaos bag. So next time I draw that, that's a minus two. And, but I'm going to try and get rid of him, I think. We'll see. It's a bit tough. All right. Ready, Duke. Draw a card. It's Guts. We take a resource. And we add a Doom. So we've got an encounter card. And it's Memory of Oblivion. Test Willpower 4 or uh, Intellect 4. We will test Willpower, because I'm 5, because of the Moonstone. Uh, okay, so I want to succeed, so I'm 5 on 4. I'm going to... Now I've got Guts in hand. Let's commit Guts, because it will allow me to potentially draw a card. So I'm 5, 6, 7 on 4. That's a minus two, which is good. I committed guts, so uh, uh, that's five or four. So I succeed, and nothing bad happens. So I draw a card, and it's winging it. Okay, this is interesting. So winging it is the kind of uh, relation of improvised weapon. 
it's an event that I can use to give minus one shroud whilst I'm investigating in, in that investigation, but also I can take from my discard pile. Okay. So we want to try and take out this cultist because I don't like those cursed tokens going into my bag. So I could move and investigate with Duke for one action into that leftmost location. I then discard uh, something like improvised weapon yeah, from my discard pile. Sorry, into my discard pile to ready Duke. Duke can then attack for the second action. And, and I engage, I engage the accursed follower with the second action and he attacks third action. And if he succeeds, he kills it. So that's the plan. Okay, so first action, we exhaust Duke. He moves to this location and is then going to investigate with the same action. Okay, so the bone-laden pit. We had this last time in the same location and it's a biggie. Um, it comes in with one uh, clue on it. It has minus one shroud per key I have, and I have two keys. I've got the red key and the purple key. Now, ironically, this bone-laden pit, um, if, if, it, if it has no clues in it, I, and I have a yellow key, I can um, read a special text, but I don't have that yellow key because fate is not my friend. Okay, so that was the first action to part of the first action, and then I'm going to investigate. So I'll be investigating four on four. Hmm. Uh, we will... I'll commit Mysterious Raven. <sighs> yeah, I'll commit Mysterious Raven, that's plus one. So I'm for five on four. Let's investigate here. That's a minus one. Good work, Mr. Raven. So I get that clue. Um, I could come back here at the in the future if I'm still alive and I have the yellow key. Um... Okay, second action, I'm going to engage the Accursed Follower. And then I'm going to discard, let's say, um, I will discard uh, the uh, Winging It. So Winging It's being discarded to Ready Duke. That's a fast action. I'm also going to, whilst I'm here, as a fast action, um, for two, play Keep Faith. Keep Faith is an event that allows me to put four Bless tokens, the counterpart of the Curse tokens, into the Chaos Bag. This should give me an edge. There we go. One, nope, nope, that's a Curse token. Not on that. Four, one, two, three, four. So, I might never draw these, but it gives me some odds. All right. So now for the final action of the turn... So that was the first action. Final action, Duke's going to uh, exhaust again, and he's going to attack. So he's attacked with base of four on two, doing two damage. If he succeeds, I've got nothing to commit, so let's just try it. Four on two. Ah, that's the uh, Elder thing, which is minus three, um, and there's no other bad result. That's a shame, but... Um, there we go. All right. So uh, he's going to attack me now because he's engaged with me. So he does one horror and one damage. I'll put the horror on Duke and I'll put the damage on me. So I'm now on two damage and no horror. Duke is on one damage and one horror. At the end of the enemy phase, I put a curse token in the bag because 
Duke tries to savage the accursed follower, but the accursed follower is too shadowy and, and sneaky. I ready, Duke, and I draw a card. Ah, interesting. It's the cherished keepsake, which unfortunately takes the slot of the moonstone, so I'm unlikely to discard the moonstone at this point, but we'll see how bad I, badly I need horror. Cherished keepsake gets a zero-cost asset that gives me two horror soak. But at this stage, um, I think I like the moonstone better. Okay, we took a resource. We had a doom. This is four doom. Now, um, I was going to um, advance the act at the beginning of this turn because I have three clues, but the accursed follower is on me, and I'm not sure if I want to, but we'll see um, because I am not fantastic on ways to kill the kill both of them. Um, we'll see. Okay, I have to draw an encounter card, and <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm definitely not advancing now because I've drawn a lurking deep one. The third lurking deep one that Peter's faced. Um, okay, so I take one damage. This is terrible. Uh, Pete, uh, Pete's now on three damage out of six. That's the problem with these enemies, these deep ones in this scenario. When they engage with you, they, they do a horror or a damage, or or discard a card, depending on which one it is, and it's never good. Okay. All right, well, I've got mm, I've got some options. I I could just try and evade the cursed follower, but that means he's not going away, and he's aloof, so he wouldn't engage me again, which is fine, possibly. <sighs> or um, yeah. So to so give you an idea of the state of play, I've got a derringer with one bullet in it, so I could shoot and kill one of them. But then that would leave me defenseless against uh, the big monster that comes in a minute. I've got Duke. So Duke could attack one of them and kill them. <sighs> what I'm tempted to do is to try and evade the lurking deep one. And then run away. Then use Duke to kill the accursed follower and then run away. Because the, the, the Lurking Deep one doesn't have Hunter. I'm going to try that. So my first action, I'm going to try and evade the Lurking Deep one. Um, now, I do have Dark Prophecy in my hand. I could either commit it for one extra agility, which would be five on four. Um, or... I could use it. I could pay and use its it, it, the event itself, which is to reveal five chaos tokens instead of one. Choose a symbol token revealed and ignore the rest. But the symbols are all basically worse, so I'd rather try and destroy a zero or a minus one. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try and evade the lurking deep one. Five on four because I commit dark prophecy and I've got moonstone in place. So five on four. That's a curse, so it's now three on four, so I need the Elder Sign or a plus one. Plus one! Wow, okay, well, that's good. So the, the, the curse token leaves the bank, because you only draw it once. Um, so that ended up as a net minus one, which is good that I committed to Dark Prophecy. So the um, Lurking Deep one is evaded. He's now sitting. He, I dodge him, and he collapses into the bone-ridden pit. Next action, I'm going to try and use Duke to kill the uh, Cursed Follower. I have got um, four against two. Nothing to commit. Four against two. 
That's another plus one. Well, whatever luck I didn't have last time, I've got it now. So Duke jumps on the accursed follower, ripping out his throat. Blood sprays into the water. And now uh, Pete, for his, sec for his last action, is going to just run away. There you go. So there's only one cursed token, I think, in the bag now. Because I drew one and, and the cursed follower is dead. All right, well... That's not too bad. So, uh, enemy phase, nothing happens. Upkeep, the um, yeah, lurking deep one is readying, but he's sitting on his own for now in the bone pit, and I'm in the unfamiliar chamber in the middle. Next turn, I will move to the um, tidal tunnel on the right, but uh, at the beginning of next turn, I am going to try and advance. All right. So, we're drawing a card in the upkeep, and we're getting a resource. Okay, then in... Mythos, we add a doom, and we draw a card. Please don't be an enemy. It's Undertow. Okay, if your location is unflooded, Undertow gains surge. It is unflooded, so it surges into Fractured Consciousness. Revelation Test Book 3. If you reveal a tablet token during this test, you automatically fail if you fail to take 2 damage. Bad. Um. All right. Uh, I'm going to commit attempt fate from my hand. That's a wild icon, so my uh, willpower is three. So I'm three on three. Can't can't do anything else. Three on three. Come on. Well, that's minus two, so that doesn't work. Um, so I take two damage. That's bad. Um, so. They're both going on Pete because I can't lose Duke, but that puts me on five out of six. You see how this 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 scenario just absolutely wrecks you with damage. Okay. Well, I am going to now advance the agenda, so the, advance the act. So we spend three clues and we advance. Recognition. You find a path that leads deeper into this strange cave system, but before you can follow. Follow it to see where it leads. The sound of water sloshing behind you sets your heart racing. When you turn to face the sound, what you see nearly causes you to faint. It is an enormous hybrid of many faces and shapes, some human, some aquatic, all of them misshapen and revolting. As the thing draws closer, you meet the frozen gaze of one of the faces upon its body, and you realize that you recognize it. Spawn the set-aside of the Amalgam enemy engaged with the lead investigator. The Amalgam is an uh, elite monster abomination deep one. It's got three strength, three health, and two evade. It's a hunter, and um, it's stealing my keys. So after the Amalgam engages you, if you control a key, either place one of your keys in it or attacks you. Well, I'll, I'll give him the key. I'll give him the purple key. Um, all right. So... Uh, shuffle the set-aside title tunnels, etc. So that's now some, some admin. Um, I'm going to do the admin now. So we're going to set more uh, title tunnel locations into play. So they get set into play to the left and to the bottom of the right of each revealed location. So there's one here and one here and one here and one here. So there's now four additional unrevealed tidal tunnels in play, plus the other one that wasn't revealed, so there's this five unrevealed ones in play. I need to shuffle some stuff into the encounter deck, which is a whole load of horrible um, encounters. So bear in mind now that the 
um, I need a I need an ally in play basically to to uh, an ally other than Duke to soak up some damage because at this stage I'm I'm toast if I take any damage. I mean Duke could die first, but Peter's done well for not being horrified. He's done badly for being uh, hurt physically because of those darned lurking deep ones of which he's had to deal with three. Um. So, so I'm still shuffling. There's a lot of, a lot of horrible shuffling going on. Um, I'm not going to read the the flashback, but what happens is that I have a sudden vision uh, of something that happened at some point in the past of meeting a, um, a director of a shadowy agency who's asked me to go to somewhere called Innsmouth to investigate something, and I recognise his face in the flesh of the amalgam it's a horrible picture with it's like this vaguely humanoid monstrosity with great big tentacles for hair and uh, a big gaping toothy maw and other faces coming out of its flesh i'm gonna have to try and do something about that okay um okay so that was the first act so now we're on to act 2a the escape what in the hell is this place and why have you been trapped here you have to find a way out, but none of your memories... Uh, sorry, but some of your memories might be tucked away in this pit. So I am going to be re putting locations into play as I reveal other locations. And I have to find the exit objective. There must be a way out of here somewhere if each surviving investigator has resigned advance. So what I basically have to do is I have to find a sequence of locations to find the appropriate key to advance. Okay. So that was me advancing the act after the mythos phase. So now I've got my turn. Now, my worry is uh, dying of, of damage. So I need to kill the amalgam. Or I need to evade it. So the um, evasion would be four on two, which is obviously much better. Uh, I could attack with Duke four on three. Or with my Derringer four on a three, but if I do two damage to it, it's only going to take. It, it's still going to be alive. Um, so I might try and evade and and run away until I maybe um, I don't know get something better in hand. I do have wing. I do have improvised weapon in hand and another improvised weapon. No, that was in the keep face. All right, okay. I'm going to try and evade first action. Here we go. So we're four. On two, thanks to the Moonstone. That's a curse. So we're two on two. Come on. Minus two. All right, well, I got zero. So I failed to evade it. Um, all right. Let's try and kill it then. So Duke is going to attack. Four on three. I have nothing to commit. Four on three, attacking... Oh, hold on. I put the uh, the curse token back in. That shouldn't happen. I don't want that. Uh, there we go. Bye bye curse token. Okay. So there are three blessed tokens still in here somewhere, but I'm not drawing them as often as I would like to. Okay. So uh, we're attacking four on three. It's the tablet again. My favorite favorite token. Okay. So that's a fail. Um, this is really bad now. 
I'm going to try and invest, sorry, and evade a second time. And and just waste this turn, essentially. All right, evade, four and two. Zero, okay. So it's evaded. Um, now, the problem is, the next time it uh, engages me, it's going to nick my key, my, my red key. But there you go. Sometimes the chaos bag giveth, and sometimes it give, taketh away. That's the end of the turn, so uh, nothing hunts already. The amalgam jumps on me again, and he takes my key. So he's got two keys on, on him now. I draw a card. It's a cunning distraction, which I cannot afford. And a fourth resource. So then we put, next turn, a doom on the agenda. It's got six doom on it now. We draw an encounter card, and it's deep one assault. Disengage from each deep one enemy at your location. So I disengage from the amalgam. Each deep one enemy at your location and each connecting location engages you. Amazing. All right. Well, that means that the amalgam re-engages me and the lurking deep one engages me. Fantastic. You remember him? He was the guy I evaded in the uh, bone-laden pit, bone-ridden pit. And he's now come through into the unfamiliar chamber where I started. So, let's see. The lurking deep one, when he engages me, I take one damage. Now, Pete is on five out of six damage. So, I don't want to do that. So, um, I'll put it on Duke. And that means that Duke is gone. Uh, when the amalgam engages me, if I control a key, I put it on him, but I have no keys, so there it is. Now, they don't attack me when they uh, do that, but it is now a truly bad situation. Now, you see, if I had one more resource, I could play Cunning Distraction, which automatically evades all enemies at my location, and that would be pretty great. However, I have four and I would have to take an attack of opportunity to do that. Now, my current situation is that I've got uh, the potential ability to evade both and then move. And I think that's probably the only sane thing to do. I could take a shot at the lurking deep one with the Derringer, then evade the amalgam and then run away. Um, but at this stage, if if I'm if I'm still engaged with either one of them at the end of the turn, uh, I'm going to take uh, lethal damage. So we're going to I'm going to try and kill the lurking deep one. So that's it spends an ammo from the derringer. I've got one shot left, unless I can find more bullets. And we're going four on two to shoot the lurking deep one for my first action. That's a skull. Um, hmm. Okay, uh, now, hold on. Yeah, so, minus one if it's not flooded, which means I succeed. The Derringer, therefore, does plus one damage, and the Lurking Deep One is dead. For the third time, or the third dead one, my second action, I'm going to try and uh, investigate... No, not... I'm investigating. I'm going to investigate how to evade the amalgam. So we're going to try and evade the amalgam. I mean, kind of, we've got 
yeah, I mean, I need to do this. Okay, four on two. That's a bless. That's nice. So we're six on two evading. That's the Elder Sign. Okay. Well, bless Elder Sign is exactly what happened last time in the last game at one point. It's quite a hilarious combination. So the bless leaves the bag. Elder Sign goes back in, and I and I pass that by the plus four. I, uh, yeah, I, was, I was eight on two. So it, uh, the, the amalgam does have the text, after you successfully evade the amalgam by two or more, take control of one key on it. I'll take control of the red key. So it's evaded, and I've got one action left, and I'm going to run the hell away. We're going to run to the right location and reveal it. It is a fish graveyard. So this is a horrible-looking um, part of the tunnel complex with dead fish and bloody guts all over the floor. Um, if Duke were alive, uh, not unconscious, in a pool somewhere, I'm sure he'd be happy eating at this. Okay, it's a Shroud 2, one clue location. Let's put a little clue in it. Um, uh, after I end my turn at fish location, if you do not control a key, take one horror. Well, thankfully, I do control the key because I grabbed it off the amalgam as I ran away. Um, and the, 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 the fish graveyard is, is good for me because if I control the red key and there are no clues in it, I can read a, um, I can read a, a flashback, which might be nice for me. Okay, so we are going to um, end our turn there. The amalgam readies but does not hunt. And I draw a card, and it's another improvised weapon, and I get a resource. So I do now have, in theory, the resources to play uh, Cunning Distraction, if I think that's a good expenditure of my money. Um, okay, now we're adding the final doom to the agenda. So we're advancing the agenda. The flood begins. So your worst fears are coming true. Puddles of water that have barely reached your ankles are rising and joining one another. So there's water rising throughout the tunnels. Increase the flood level of each revealed location. So that one, that one. Um, uh, let's see. I'll, I'll just pause and uh, do the, all this admin. Okay, so now uh, there are four revealed locations in play, and they are all partially flooded. So I've basically revealed the locations that were in play at the start of the game. I've not gone into any of the new locations. There's now a, an unrevealed location to my right and to the south of me, and to the left is the starting location. Um, so that was the Doom. We advance to... So, uh, sorry, I've, there's, there's an additional text, and... Uh, each time location is revealed, increase its flood level, which is uh, just not good. Um, okay, Agenda 2A, the water rises. If the tide continues to rise, the cavern will be completely submerged in a matter of hours. So now there's a, an 8 doom threshold. Um, I have to watch out for, uh, for drowning if I uh, start uh, turn in a completely submerged location and I don't move out of uh, a completely submerged location. Okay, so... I'm drawing an encounter card, and it's from the depths. If the amalgam is in the depths, put it into play engaged with you. Otherwise, place the amalgam in the depths, and it gains search. Right. Well, the amalgam is leaving play then, so he's going into the depths, which is this nebulous uh, out-of-play area. And then I surge into Blood Sense. Test Agility 3. 
Um, I'm agility four, and I don't want to fail. So I'm going to commit cunning distraction, which gives me six on three. No, not six. Five on three. So we're drawing. Five on three, don't fail. Minus one. Pass. Okay. Now, I want to get the uh, clue here. Uh, so, the problem is that I don't really have a great way of doing that. My best hope is to play winging it from my discard pile, which is what I'm going to do. So, we're going to spend one to play winging it from my discard pile, which just gives this location minus one shroud. So, it's a one shroud location. I've got two intellect, so this is a rather measly two-on-one test. Hold my breath. That's plus one. Okay, so we get that clue. And we get to read the next flashback because I have the red key. So I, I suddenly have another memory of um, my, my benefactor, my employer, um, Thomas Dawson. And we, uh, I remember having a nice little talk with him. And now I, I've remembered, my memory has been recovered, that I, we made a decision to stick together. Now, that probably has ramification later on in the campaign, but also it means that I can remove from the Chaos Bag a tablet token. That tablet token, or one of them, has been my bane for two games. So bye-bye, tablet token, forever. Um, okay, well, that was fun. Um, so uh, I shuffle winging it into my deck. Uh, wing it would have given me an extra clue if there had been two clues there. Um, so that wasn't the most optimal use of that card, but it got me uh, a clue and a token out of the way. All right, that was my first action. We want to move. We want to keep moving to try and find these locations to get the keys. So we're going to move uh, right. So we're going to move right to the tidal tunnel. This is the f furthest tidal tunnel. Underwater cavern. After underwater cavern is revealed, it becomes fully flooded. Sad times. Um, Ashkan suddenly finds he has to dive deep to travel through here. There's a clue on it, and there's a two-shroud, but I don't care about the clue particularly. Um, it's got an action printed on it, move as an action, move from underwater cavern to any flooded cave location. Um, that could be useful, but honestly, I'm probably just going to move again um, to, to investigate the new places that are being revealed. So there's two new locations. One to the right and one below. Do I move? I think I'm going to just move right and um, to this rightmost one. Because when I reveal this rightmost one, it'll then place the final tidal tunnel location below it. And I'll then be able to move around and see what everything, where everything is. Okay, altar to Dagon. This is a, um, this looks like a, a creepy candle-lit cavern that's the other end of that flooded tunnel. And it's got a horrible um, misshapen uh, idol here on a big pedestal, and there's blood spatters all over it, so it's not a fun place to be. Um, now, I can take control of a green key here if I have two clues and at least three keys, or specifically the blue key. Well, I have none of those things. I've got one clue and one red key. So uh, that's the end of my turn, but it does become partially flooded because it's come into play. And uh, that's 
it. There's no enemies in play because I've managed to keep the amalgam out of play. Um, just a quick. Well, I'll, I'll draw. I'll, I'll do my upkeep. So I'll draw. Oh, it's a liquid courage. Not not great. And a fifth resource. So an update in play. I've got the moonstone, which gives me plus one will and plus one agility. And I've got an empty derringer, which is useless. I've got five resources. I'm on five damage out of six. Got one clue, one red key in my hand. Liquid courage. Cherished Keepsake, and two improvised weapons. Okay, we're adding a Doom, and we're drawing an Encounter card. Rising Tide, increase the flood level of the nearest location that can have its flood level increased, which is mine. So, it's uh, fully flooded. So, that's all it does. Um, but it's not, not much fun. Because there's a forced effect on the agenda. When your turn begins, if you are at a fully flooded location, which I am because my turn is beginning now, you struggle for air. When your turn ends, if you didn't enter an unflooded or partially flooded location during your turn, take five direct damage. And, and uh, just in case you're not paying attention, that would definitely kill me. Okay, well, I think we have to move out. So let's move south. First action move here. Um, it's a tidal pool. It comes into play... Partially flooded, and it has the face-down key in it. Now, we know this is the yellow key. Um, and it's got one clue and one three shroud. Now, that means I'm out of danger for the uh, running out of air thing, because it's only partially flooded, not fully flooded. Um, so, we've got two actions left. I'm going to shift my uh, cards along a bit in the map. It's pushing off the edge of the map. Okay, what we want, ideally, is to get this clue... And to get that uh, key um, so that I can start possibly getting the uh, getting the green key to escape. Okay, so second action. The problem is that exploring is incredibly hard for me right now. I've uh, not got Duke. I've not got uh, winging it. That's back in my deck. So maybe actually I just explore and, until I until I find something from my deck. Um, I'll move second action to moving left now. So this is the location that is to the left of the tidal pool, and it's also to the south of the underwater cavern. And it is an underground river. This has got four shrouds, two clues, and um, it has one victory point on it. Not that I'm going to get that. Um, so it comes into play partially flooded, but it cannot be fully flooded, which is good news. Um, because otherwise I would be drowning. Um, I've got one action left. Um, do I draw or do I move? Let's draw because um, I don't know if I'll end up in a fully flooded location and, and, and be stressed next turn. So let's draw for my final action. Uh, it's keep faith. Okay, we could put more blessed tokens into play, but it's in the bag. All right, so nothing hunts. Uh, I take a sixth... Um, resource, and I take a card, and the card is Guts, and we add, the next turn we add a Doom, and we draw an Encounter card, and it's a swarm of rats in this underground river. Why did it have to be rats? Um, I think we just try and kill the rats. Um, I'm going to use Improvised Weapon, so it costs me one. Um... And it will give me minus one fight. So because the rats are zero, I'd have to draw the auto fail to fail here. 
It's a zero. So that's fine. So the rats are dead. And uh, improvised weapon goes into the discard pile, and it gets better if I play it from the discard pile in the future. That's fine. Um, okay, second action, we're going to move. And we reveal the second underground river. Well, it makes sense that they're adjacent, doesn't it? So this is identical to the location that I've just moved from. So there's two clues on it, four shroud, uh, and it comes into play. I've thrown a flood token over the table. Comes into play partially flooded. And it cannot be fully flooded. Okay, I've got one action left. Um, so question, do I play keep faith? Yeah, let's do that. So we're playing keep faith for one. Because I've got all the other stuff in my hand is pretty cheap. They keep faith for one, which is that fast action that puts four blesses in the bag. So I'll just do that. There they go. Okay, so the bag now has quite a lot of blesses in it. I think six, possibly seven. Um, and no curses. Uh, but I also have nothing to investigate with and nothing to, to fight with. Um, all right, we've got one action left. I am going to draw, because what I would like is an ally. I've got five allies in my deck, and I've only drawn one so far, the Mysterious Raven. And lo and behold, I've drawn Henry Wan. Now, Henry Wan is uh, not of much worth, but he will give me a point of health soak, which is what I need. Okay, I'll probably play him next turn. That moment where you're relieved that Henry Wan is hiding in this underground river. Um, okay, that's the end of the turn. Nothing in the enemy phase. Upkeep, we draw a card, and it's Beloved, which could be clutch. Okay, so I take a resource. Beloved is a new um, skill card. Um, if I commit it to a test, if I reveal a blessed token during that test, I can choose to uh, remove Beloved from the game and automatically succeed. Now... Uh, there's there's lots of less tokens in the deck, so actually there's a relatively high chance that triggers. So that would be tasty uh, in a in a very um, dire strait. Okay, um, we are going to uh, now advance to the mythos phase. We put a doom. There's three doom on the agenda. We draw a card. Fractured consciousness. All right, this could kill me. Fractured Consciousness says, test book three. If you reveal a tablet token, you automatically fail. If you fail, take two damage. So, book three, I've got uh, intellect two. I've got not much that I can commit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to commit Beloved. That, got, that hit, does have a question mark icon on it. It's a wild icon. So, I'm now testing three on three. If I reveal a blessed token, I can pass automatically. If I reveal a zero or better, I pass. Otherwise, I'm dead. Let's go. <laughs> it's the Elder Thing token. That's minus three. Um, I uh, therefore fail by three. I take two damage. And Ashkan Pete falls unconscious to the ground. Um, okay. So we made it quite a lot further than last time. Um, I think that uh, the deck functioned better. I also think that the, the Chaos Bag was much less unfriendly to me this time. I think that um, if I can do a quick uh, spur-of-the-moment debrief, 
Moonstone, excellent. Moonstone, uh, didn't, the, the, the willpower wasn't really helpful, but the extra agility was very useful indeed. Um, now I know that there are other cards that can give you stat boosts like this, but um, the ability to get it for, without spending an action if you discard it with Ashkan Pete's ability, uh, you know, you have to pay three, but then it sits there and it's great. It does take up the accessory slot, and it would have been nice to have Cherished Keepsake in, in play as well. But as it happened, Ashkan Pete took no horror whatsoever in that scenario. He took a total of five, six, seven damage. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what killed him. Um, I wish I'd drawn some allies. Um, and I, sh um, I don't know, let's see how far into the deck they were. Oh, yeah, wow, ages into the deck. Uh, there we go. Alyssa Graham was five cards away. Uh, Joey the Rat Vigil was at the bottom. Okay. And Madeline Branch was at the bottom. Other other good cards. So I like Keep Faith. Gave me some blessings into the bag. That was really nice. Um, I wish I'd drawn a blessing that last turn and not died. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Um, improvised Weapon uh, did not... Did we get to play that? No, I didn't. Um, I, yeah, I used it for one, but I used it last time I like improvised weapon um, and uh, yeah that was pretty much it um, oh, oh. winging it, winging it was good um, I wish I'd been able to play it at a two shroud location and it would have been nice to play it at the underground river for example to get two clues rather than one but uh, there we go um, okay, well I think I'm not going to replay this scenario with 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 this chaos deck for Ashkan Pete again. I think that the deck is uh, okay in certain ways. The the problems are really to do with combat. There's very few cards here with combat icons on. Very few. Uh, there's you know, some wild icons, but uh, otherwise, uh, it, it's you know if you, if if I don't draw the right chaos token, then then it, all the tests are going to be really tight. Um, and obviously, it would have been nice for me to draw better cards, draw the uh, the allies, for example. But uh, yeah, so I am going to probably make another chaos deck at some point soon, and maybe play that, and maybe record that. Um, I don't yet know who I would play as, but I I'll try and pick somebody who is at least going to be decent solo. Um, but I'm pretty sure that I uh, that any any deck is going to struggle in this scenario um, if they can't take a lot of damage and or horror. Um, but this has been a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad I tried it. I think what I like about this uh, system, chaos decks, um, as I mentioned last time, you get to play with cards that you wouldn't usually play with. Um, but also because because the deck is quite bad. Um, compared with a you know finely tuned constructed deck, it actually forces me to to identify really clearly what the investigators' strengths and weaknesses are. So um, it, it helps me really in the future if I want to build a deck around Pete, which I'm in, inclined to do because he's fun to play um, when he doesn't die. Um, and obviously, having something to soak up horror and damage is really essential for him. Things to mitigate that, things to help him fight. And, uh, and and investigate when Duke isn't around, things like that. Um, and also, it, it, it's uh, it, it, there's something. I mean, this uh, Peter's a survivor. He's a red character investigator, and something about this mode of play really makes it feel much more like a survival horror game in the sense that it you are struggling with every action to not die. Um, you want to 
draw good cards and you draw junk. Uh, you want to make good decisions and you, and 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 you're 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 screwed by the um, stuff that you have and 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 really having to deal with uh, you know to figure out what the best thing to do with what you've got in your hand and in your deck is one of the things that's really fun about this game and and similar games and um, especially when you're unfamiliar with the cards and unfamiliar with the deck. Um, it adds an extra layer of, of fun and complexity. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening this far. If you've listened, um, Paul Ashkan, I think there is no reality out of the infinite realities that Ashkan Pete finishes this this, this scenario with this deck. Um, although I hope there is. Um, okay. Well, um, I uh, thank you for listening and keep playing Arkham Horror, and I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>